Hello, and welcome to episode four of Wealth of Nations, the Euromoney podcast series. My name's Chris Wright, and I'm interviewing the leaders of some of the most significant and interesting sovereign wealth funds in the world. In our last Wealth of Nations podcast, we talked about sovereign wealth in Africa, and we identified a group of relatively new funds that demonstrated a strong level of governance and structural clarity that had in the past often been absent from the continent. In today's edition, we look in more detail at one of them, Fonsis from Senegal. Fonds Souverains d'Investissement Stratégique, or Fonsis, was created by a law in December 2012, incorporated the next year, and began operations in 2014. It's 100% owned by the state of Senegal, closely aligned with national strategies, and is very much a development fund, empowered to create jobs, spur growth, and form wealth today when the country needs it. Its assets, measured as the value of its portfolio company holdings, is 768 billion CFA francs, or about a billion euros. But it also has an interesting future. Senegal is expected to receive new oil and gas revenues in the year ahead, some of which will go to the budget, some to the existing stabilisation fund, and some to a new generational fund, which will invest in a range of different asset classes. Its CEO is Papa Demba Diallo, who joined in 2014 after 20 years of experience in the IT and telecom sector, and who became CEO in 2019. He spoke to Euromoney from Dhaka, and he started out by explaining what the fund does and how. We are going to have some oil and, uh, and gas in the coming years. The first gas is expected in uh, two years, but we decided to create a strategic fund to start structuring project, attracting investors, and bringing the state of Senegal to invest in another way. So we are more a development fund. So the, the development part of the fund has been set up, and the generation part will be set up in later. Um, so in terms of objectives, uh, we have the objective to attract uh, private investment. And we do so by co-invest by developing projects, co-investing in companies with local or foreign investors, but also by turning around hailing companies, private or public. And we are also developing a fund of fund activity. And this fund of fund activity for us is very important, but we are looking at how we can have a good leverage. Whereas when we put one dollar from funds, we receive many dollars from the private sector. So we have direct investment alongside investors in companies and investment alongside LPs in funds. Our main sector of investment are the ones defined in the strategic plan of Senegal, which is Plan Senegal Energy. So nothing new. It's a agribusiness. Um, industry, water, energy, water sanitation and energy. Um, we have transport and infra. And all, those are the main sector in which we will be investing. And when people ask us now, more practically, what, what do you do? We develop public and private projects. This is PPP project or private project. We hold the share of the state in the companies caring for the PPP project. We hold the share of the private sector 
of Senegal because we want the private sector of Senegal to be involved in the companies created for PPP project. We, we create tools like fund to, um, to finance the private sector and we do turnaround. So these are the five uh, the specific and very concrete things we are doing here in Francis. Some of these sectors take us into some interesting areas. Let's start with energy. The Senegalese government has set a target of 30% renewable energy in the electricity mix by 2025, which is a big ask anyway, but the more so given how that demand is going to increase. Senegal has a population of 17 million today. Diallo says that it will just take 42 years on current projections before that population hits 50 million and energy demand will go with it. So in terms of energy, we have a, a, a huge challenge to cope with the demand, the expressive demand and the non-expressive demand. And also the growth coming from the fact that uh, we are improving our economy. So the GDP is growing, so we need to increase also our production. But we have to do so in a very sound way. We have to do so in a climate-friendly way, but we have to do so in an economically uh, sound way. Because uh, we are importing fuel, oil, to, for our thermic, uh, our thermic energy plan. So what we did is that we, we, the, the Senegalese government defined an objective in terms of mix, saying that we have to reach a 30% mix, 30% renewable in our energy mix by 2000, I think, 2025. And so what we did is that forces since our inception, we start working with private sector. In doing so, FONSIS has become a driver of renewable energy in Senegal. It became involved in its first solar plant in 2016, operational the following year, a 30 megawatt solar plant called Senergy, an important deal that allowed for reform of the independent power producer model and enabled the private sector to invest in solar power production with a sovereign guarantee. Three others have since followed, Ten Marina, KL Solar and Cajon Solar. The last two are part of something called the Scaling Solar Initiative in Senegal, jointly led by the state and the International Finance Corporation, and are the first electricity generation projects by private operators to be tendered in Senegal. So right now we own 120 megawatts of solar energy, which is more than 50% of the, of the country capacity right now. Two weeks before we spoke, Diallo was at the One Planet Summit hosted by French President Macron. And while there, he presented on Senegal's transition to cleaner energy, which will use gas to get there. This too will create an investment need that Fonsis is entrusted with facilitating. Senegal, not unusually for a developing African country, reaches its peak electricity demand at night. As the economy and corporate activity develop, that will shift to the day. When that happens, demand will initially be met by cheaper electricity sourced from gas and then more solar will be added. First step, turn around our economy, have more activities during the day, more energy consumption, and then bring in more solar. And to this extent, right now, we'll be building our, as I said earlier, our national gas pipeline to enable the gas to go from the producing area, the production area, to where it should be consumed, and we will be looking for investors 
and technical partners for them. You might have noticed that one of the sectors Diallo spoke about earlier he called funds. And this represents one of the most interesting parts of the Fontes model, a series of underlying funds beneath the Fontes umbrella which could, in due course, be spun off. One example is called Fond Agri-Nor, a fund focusing on SMEs specialising in agricultural services in the Senegal River Valley. It aims to support agriculture by strengthening the investment, debt and governance capacities of companies there and so help to achieve food self-sufficiency. It invests equity in operational companies in the north of Senegal and the left bank of the Senegal River, which forms the border with neighbouring Mauritania, and includes elements of water and environmental management, maintenance of hydro-agricultural infrastructure and support for private rural entrepreneurship among its objectives. Its first investment was into DB Foods, which is involved in the local rice sector. Another fund is Tiranga Capital, an impact fund created by entrepreneurs and other private actors in 2016, again with an SME focus. It aims to combine value creation with ESG responsibility in line with the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Fonsis is one of the anchor groups financing Tiranga Capital. The International Forum of Sovereign Wealth Funds says this about ideas like Tiranga Capital. Such funds provide a recognised institutional framework through which the government can take substantial equity shares alongside their partners and thus have skin in the game, sharing both upside and downside risks. Small and medium enterprise are 99% of the enterprise in Senegal. If you take the, the first 200 uh, companies in Senegal, you'll see that half of them can be qualified as SME or big SMEs. And so, in, in our law, in the law creating the fund system, we have to allocate 20% of our, our resources to invest in SMEs. And that's why one of the first investments we made was energy, agriculture, health, and fund. So, Taranga Capital. So, we created Taranga Capital alongside other partners to be able to invest in SMEs. But at the same time, Taranga Capital was a generalist fund investing in all areas. And at the same time, we had a, a sector fund, which is the Agri-Fund, investing in SMEs in the north of Senegal. So this was a kind of a trial to see how we can do this trial and bring it to, to, to another level. So right now, after Terenga Capital, we are putting a, a bigger fund, which is one of the biggest funds in, uh, in Francophone, <laughs> in Francophone, Africa. It, is, it will be a 110 million euro fund, and we are doing it alongside KW and World Bank. And this would be uh, mainly providing mezzanine fund to SMEs, small and bigger ones. This is Oyas Capital, which again will be dedicated to investments in SMEs in Senegal. It will start with an initial capitalization of 30 million euros from Fonsis. Earlier this year, Fonsis put out a formal call for pre qualification for a fund manager. Then there's WeFund, which was formed alongside the UNCDF in order to finance projects that contribute to women's economic empowerment. An example of this fund's investments is Mburu, a bakery brand which works with self-employed women who distribute the products through a network of kiosks. It is a very interesting fund because it is dedicated to women empowerment economically, but at the same time, we experimented a blended finance mechanism with UNCDF, where UNCDF provided a grant, one third of the fund from UNCDF. So this enabled us 
to finance those SME with a requirement of IRR, which is around 5%. So, and this is a very good example of how alongside the banking sector, the investment sector can do blended finance to be able to finance SME with a requirement of IRR, which is very low. There are other vehicles in various stages of development, such as the Reef Fund for Renewable Energy, and the hope is that many of these eventually become freestanding entities. Fund management itself, therefore, becomes a sector for Senegal to develop by the very act of creating these funds. We have a fund of fund activity to be able to attract LPs and different. And our mission is to develop all sectors. And the private investment, the private capital investment is a sector. So we have to develop this sector here in Senegal. And to do so, we have to invest in, in those funds which are the companies of the capital investment fund. At the, at the same time also, we have to enable fund managers uh, to be in Senegal. So if you have fund managers, then you see that those fund managers will be able to raise capital and then increase the flow of private money into our SMEs our, and our bigger companies. Even if the teams can come from funds, they will be a separate company, they will have the same contracts. So it's a kind of So that's FONSIS today. Development objectives, a focus on SMEs, an intention to catalyze private sector investments in a way that benefits the country right now. As Diala puts it, If you don't build the present, you'll have no future to, to worry about. But beyond the strategic fund, which is basically what you have now, Senegal does have the opportunity to build a sovereign fund in the ADIA or GIC model, with diversified investment in multiple asset classes for the future. Regarding the future generation fund, we can either do like what the classical sovereign wealth fund or saving fund do, mainly investing into uh, fixed income, public traded shares, um, real estate, and alternatives. And what they call alternatives is really doing some LP investment into fund. And this is a very small portion, but growing. And all the sovereign wealth fund right now, they are looking at doing more, more private equity. And here in Senegal, the, the, the government of Senegal, so all the Minister of Economy, the Minister of Finance, um, the other government bodies, they are thinking about how this generation fund is, will be investing. This is for the moment in the future. We need legislation and policy to catch up first. For the generation fund, the law has not been voted yet. So mainly the, the proceeds from the, from the oil and gas industry will go into three baskets. The budget, the stabilization fund, the stabilization fund, and the generation fund. Now, what percentage are we going to put for the generation fund? This has yet to be defined. 20%, 15 10 Part of the reason that's still not clear is COVID, which, like everywhere else, has hit the Senegalese economy and requires a period of recovery in both health and financial terms. We can say between 10 and 20. No more than 20, for sure. I think this would be a reasonable guess. Any attempt to coax international private capital into Africa is going to have to be met with strong proof of a robust governance system. 
In our last podcast on Nigeria, we talked about the extra demand for transparency that falls upon any African fund, and Fonsis aims for a similar level of robustness. Fonsis operates under three separate levels of governance, that of a private company with a board of directors, investment committee, audit committee, ESG, and so on, as a sovereign wealth fund, including meeting the Santiago principles, and ownership by the state, which brings its own level of scrutiny through various national inspection bodies. But Diallo says there is always more to do. When someone says that I have a good governance, um, it can be troublesome. I prefer saying we have a good governance and then we are working to have this perpetual improvement because the requirement of, government, of, of governance are evolving. So you have all the time to catch up and to abide or to follow the new requirement brought up by our population brought up by the requirement of climate. So we have a good framework. We, until now, our governance is very sound and solid. And we are making sure that we are making it evolve to be sure that we align with all the new requirements of the different parties. Um, now, in terms of also governance, FONSIS was a new tool. FONSIS is a reform. And when you create a new tool, you have to be sure that this tool is following the right governance, is doing the right thing, is capable of executing before giving him many resources. I'm talking about the state of Senegal. So we got resources from the state of Senegal, we good project. So we have to build our credibility in terms of governance, in terms of know-how. There's also a rather unfair reputational hurdle that comes with something Fonsis can do nothing about, where it is. Now we have this perception of Africa. If you are sitting in the US or in Europe or even in Asia, every time I, I travel, when I discuss with people around me, you know, they ask where I'm coming from, I say Senegal, and then go. For them, Senegal is in Africa, and what? We are all the same. And they think Africa, but, and when they think about Africa, they they think about wars, issues, uh, when this is not the case. So we have to, and this is also the position of the other African sovereign wealth fund, saying we have to define and we have to say who we are, really, what our countries are about and what we have to offer. Diallo says Senegal has a lot to offer. He talks of the three Ps being the place with its geography and climate, its people, and crucially, peace. And these three P, which are the pillar, they have a roof, which is democracy. We have been voting, changing the president, changing our assembly, the government, the local communities, and without any issue. He also speaks highly of Senegal's extremely young and increasingly educated workforce, a diaspora he sees everywhere. So we do not worry about our human capital. What we want to do is to make sure that we train our young people with the new skills, with the new way of thinking, so that they will be able to keep up with the needs of the companies. The day before we speak, the Prix Goncourt has been won by a 31-year-old from Senegal, a matter of some national pride. So is all of this working? Is private capital being attracted to Senegal by the security and confidence represented by its sovereign vehicle? 
Diallo says that so far the fund has achieved leverage of 12 to 1. It depends on how one expresses it, but a useful illustration is the Cajon Solaire and Kale Solaire solar deals, which created a project company managing the concession in which Fonsus holds 20%, with Meridium and Angie, both French private sector groups, holding 40% apiece. We are able to attract um, private investment, make them discover Senegal and invest more in Senegal. That's what we have been seeing in these past seven years of operation of Francis. Fundamentally, Diallo argues that whatever challenges or concerns investors might have must eventually be overcome by the sheer scale of the market opportunity. It's very difficult, um, but things are improving, to, to say to people that the present and the future is in Africa. We have a market, you take any, any, any sector, your market will be growing at 50% at least per, per, per 10 years, per decade. So the challenge you have is not about having a market, it's about execution. How are you going to execute? So we are a very good proxy that we act like an anchor investor, but also anchor partner. And the market is here. You take agro-processing, agro-agriculture and agro-processing, you take health, energy, water, sanitation, uh, transportation, commercial infrastructure, any area you take, we have a need which are growing at a huge pace. That being the case, Fontes is to some extent about telling the story well enough to persuade overseas private capital to overcome any fears. Everything is about confidence. Confidence on our side that we get there. We are really confident that we will get there. Uh, we are confident that people who will be working with us will also see profitability, will see long-term partnership. And we are confident that not only companies, but any person who puts his foot in Senegal will love Senegal forever. This has been a Euromini podcast written by Chris Wright with sound engineering by Stefan Inglis.